This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Okay, friends, today we're talking about pruning because it's required for growth and it's strategic, directional, and forward-looking even if it doesn't feel good. So pruning is something you intentionally do towards the vision, the desires, and objective, objectives that you've, you know, you clearly define for your business and your coaching practice. The best rose gardener knows when to cut off a good rose to enable the best rose to have the greatest chance of success. And if you know what a rose is, if you know what a prize-winning rose is, you can define it, then pruning will actually help you get one of true beauty because you can cut off anything that steals the life force from the rose that needs to win. So your goal isn't to prune from a state of reaction but from or from revelation of what you don't want. But you need to be able to identify what you do want. What do you want your business to be? So do you want to work 40 to 60 hours a week? Or do you want to work less than 25? Versus the reactive thought, I don't want to live my life sabotaging my family in free time, so I refuse to do X, Y, or Z. You could think, do you want to do only one-to-one coaching? Or do you want to do a mixture of low-touch or high-touch offers? Versus a reactive thought of, I refuse to spend all my time on Zoom, right? Do you see what I'm saying? There's a difference between, do I want this? Do I want that? I want this, I've decided, as opposed to what you don't want and living from, creating from the thing that you don't want. So do you want to make money with less clients who pay more? Or do you want to have more clients who don't have as much money to spend in order to make the same amount? Versus the reactive thought, I don't want to neglect my bills and financial goals, spending all my time helping the wrong people. It's good to know that you don't want that, but you make decisions by deciding what you do want. That's the horizon. What you don't want is the shore that you've been stuck on. And the way that you do this is by looking at what you want and don't, and then allow what you don't want to inform what you do want simply by flipping it. I don't want to work so much equals I want to work smarter, not harder for only around 20 hours a week. Okay, just flip it. I don't want this. Put it in the positive of what you do want. And then you're going to determine what's it going to take to get what you do want. And you create a plan and you walk it out. And from this vantage point, you're going to see that some things actually need to get pruned away in order for you to get what you do want. We're pruning towards, not pruning away from. This helps you define your pruning standards. And then you're free to either follow through or not. But either way, you're going to see fruit, right? You're going to either going to see good fruit or bad fruit. But at least you have a direction you're moving and whether you choose to follow it or not (laughs) is up to you. So pruning is going to help you realign with your mission and your vision and help you see where you've gotten out of alignment with things, how to come back to center. It's just necessary to cut away whatever's weighing you down and holding you back. When something is working against you, it'll help you to keep playing small. It'll allow 
um, fear to linger. And ultimately, all of that's going to trickle down to your clients. Their transformation and yours requires pruning because pr- uh, transformation just never comes from only adding something. It also requires removal. And in coaching, that might look like removing a habit that sabotages a client's success. But in business, it might look more like removing an offer so that another offer gets more attention and therefore more client results. And uh, just speaking of results, before I forget to say it, if you're listening to this in real time, <laughs> then make sure you sign up for the free Call to Coach webinar next week. That's um, Wednesday, September 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm, I want to give you the encouragement and direction you need to get started in your online coaching business. And you can sign up and even if you can't make it, and then you're going to get an email with a link to the replay. Okay. So, um, I want to tell you about a really beautiful book on pruning. It's called necessary endings by Henry cloud. You might know him from the book boundaries, which is amazing and a must read, but I'm going to share some things with you about pruning in your business and Remind you also, you can relate all of what I share to any of your area of your life, like especially relationships. So Dr. Cloud says that there are five internal mental maps that drive our behavior, behavior, (laughs) keeping these necessary endings from happening, right? There's things that we believe, things we operate from that keep us from doing what we need to do by cutting off things that aren't good for us. So The first one is having an abnormally high pain threshold. And yeah, I'm just going to say this one's mine. So this means that while you don't recognize a problem, others will. (laughs) You might not see it because you have a high pain threshold, but others can see it and you're going to end up suffering for it. So in business, I see this like a coach who doesn't realize that all their efforts aren't bringing in enough money to pay the bills but they keep shuffling things around and trying new things and reframing the hardship and self-coaching themselves through it, but they're not actually taking care of the real problem in their business, which might be something like a simple tweak of an offer just, you know, with good research or something bigger, like an overhaul of the entire client journey. The second mental map that they, that he talks about is covering for others. This is where you believe it all depends on you And then you end up enabling others to not do enough, or you take on too much responsibility. And that's especially harmful in areas you don't have the authority where you have the responsibility. In business, this might be the coach who struggles to delegate to other people, who does their clients work for them, who offers too much help or counsel when the client actually needs to be the one more involved, or maybe making excuses and enabling people or processes that need to carry their weight or go. So it's kind of the, the whole come to a boil or get out of my pot scenario. That's, that's my version of the pot. So covering for others. And then the third one is believing that an ending means you failed. So that's more for the people who feel that failure isn't an option and have a perspective that an ending to something means they didn't make it all the way to the end well. And these people have to learn the difference between giving up effort and giving up commitment. You can give up commitment to something and continue putting effort into something else that's going to benefit from your effort. If you believe giving up is bad, you're going to struggle with pruning because of that. 
until you see the value results that pruning can offer you. In business, this could be a coach who said firmly that they're going to make an offer or a course work, and they refuse to give up on it when in actuality that offer wants to die. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite quotes from the book is, Dr. Cloud said, it's been said that some things die and some things need to be killed. Listen, if you really got to know what's best for the direction you're called to go, you need to be able to make commitments and be aware and have a perspective that's reality. But if you don't reach the commitment the way that you expected to, you just give yourself grace and allow God to help you pivot. The fourth one is misunderstood loyalty. Sometimes you misplace value or loyalty to someone or something, and that can cause you to miss opportunities. It's just a fact of life that you're sometimes going to make decisions that are good for you that others don't want you to make, at least not to begin with. But that's always going to happen. And you you can't live your life afraid of making decisions to prune some things off because others might not like how their lives are affected. In business, that's like a coachpreneur who connects with another entrepreneur and they create a partnership, but then the coach feels awkward when they get an opportunity the other person doesn't get. Or maybe a coach has their own coach and they outgrow the strategies or mentorship, but they still create a ceiling for themselves, believing they can't move past where their own coach is currently operating. And the fifth one is codependent mapping. This is essentially taking responsibility for the emotions of others when you make your decision to prune relationally. In a business, that might be like a a coach that starts a business podcast with a friend, but doesn't want to end it because it's going to hurt their feelings. But they also see that the, the podcast with their friend is not benefiting their business or their energy or their effort, and they simply can't afford to keep going. But they keep doing it because codependently, they've taken on the responsibility for someone else's emotions, which they can't control. And Dr. Cloud says that the reasons we avoid endings are these. Now I'm telling you, this is a good book. You need this. Think about this, not just in your business. Maybe listen to it again, rewind and apply it to your business, and then rewind and apply it to your relationships and rewind and (laughs) all the areas. So He says the reasons we avoid endings are that we hang on too long when we should end something now. We don't know that the ending is actually necessary or if it or they are fixable. We are afraid of the unknown. We fear confrontation. We're afraid of hurting someone. We're afraid of letting go and the sadness. um, We're afraid of the sadness that's associated with an ending. We don't possess the skills to execute the ending. We don't even know the right words to use. And we may have had too many or too painful endings in our own personal history, so we want to avoid another one. And when they're forced upon us, these necessary endings or any kind of ending, we don't know how to process them. And we sink or we flounder. And so we also don't learn from the endings, so we end up repeating the same mistakes over and over again. And I really love how Dr. Cloud says this. He says, so you always will have to choose between good and best. That's especially tough for some creative people 
causing them a lack of focus. They create more than they can focus on and feed. They are attached to every idea as if they are all equal and they try to keep them all alive. Instead of a to-do list, they have a to-do pile and it goes nowhere fast. Sometimes the best thing a leader or anyone else can do is to give up hope in what they're currently trying. Because as we see in Ecclesiastes, there is a time to give up. (laughs) So all of these things can be related to any stage of business. As in when you're starting out, you might need to prune other areas of your life so that your coaching business can be more fruitful. But in the context of this stage where you're pruning things in your business after you've been going for a bit and you need to remove anything that's not working for you or it's harming you, let's talk about what you might need to consider bringing an end to every now and then. So now that you're operating with the pruning principle in the front of your mind and you know how valuable it is and you know what you do want to grow into, you'll be able to evaluate your business and your coaching practice with a better eye. You can look at every part of the tree and ask the question, does this help, hinder, or or harm any other part of the tree? So let's take a a look at the whole tree again through the eyes of a business owner, but also as a client who would like your help getting their own success because ultimately your success is theirs. It trickles into it. Number one, your mission, vision, and value statements. If they're not in alignment with who you've become and how your calling has evolved as you've grown into more knowledge about it all and the direction you're taking in your business, then you need to go back and prune off things that you attached in their mission, vision, and value statements at the lower part of the trunk. Like you've, you've got to cut off whatever actually isn't helping you go in the direction you need to go. So do these statements support the needs of your ICA, your ideal client avatar? If no, prune them off. If yes, then you need to ask if any of these statements hinder another part of your business or do they only support them, okay? So the first question for all of these is, do these support and help the needs of my ICA? And ultimately, if they do serve your client well, you still have to ask if they're serving your business and you well. Okay, that's the next question. Number two, is all of your ideal client research and declarations about them, if they're no longer true, then they need to get pruned. Because as your business grows, you're going to find that your knowledge about your ICA grows as well. You're going to know more about those people and therefore your research and your response to that research needs to be adjusted. So if you're still operating from the same ICA research you did in the beginning when you were starting your business, you won't be talking to the right people later. Go back to your research and prune away the statements that no longer reveal who you really serve now and then add new research to serve your people better. So does the research you have support the needs of your ICA today? If so, great. Then ask the question, if your research is hindering the rest of your business um, or supporting it, if not, print away all the old beliefs you had of who you were talking to and creating things for. The third thing is all of your systems and processes. They're either holding you back, harming your biz, or um, hindering you from growth. You've, You've really got to assess your systems and processes consistently. 
So for example, a process of onboarding your clients inside of a platform that you pay through the pineapple for that does not create a smooth journey for your client. That that just needs to get pruned off. You're paying a lot of money and it's not fruitful. Your clients don't have a smooth journey. So you have to be willing to prune in order to make room for a process that will work. You can't add another duplicate process until you get the one that's not working out of the way. Sometimes you can tweak things, but sometimes you just have to cut it off in order to see what kind of um, like a new growth is possible. And what's more is that you'll get that new process in place faster and make your decisions with greater commitment because you cut off the old one and need to make a fast change. So you almost put pressure on yourself because you cut it off. So you know you need to grow something back really quickly. So ask the question, if do all of your systems and processes meet the needs of your clients? If no, prune them. If yes, ask yourself, do they hinder or support the growth of the other parts of your business? Number four is all of the content that you're creating to educate and encourage your people and help them know that your coaching solution could help them. So everything you're putting out there in the world, if you start a business writing content about social media, using it to build a business, but two years later, you're working with clients who don't want to be on social, then creating the same content for the sake of holding on to your starting point, point isn't going to serve you or your ICA well. You have to move with them. And that means you need to pay attention to who they are and what they're saying. Okay, you've got to pay attention with your ears. You have to not just hear what your brain is saying. You have to hear what other people's brains are saying. Just creating content because you like the idea of the content isn't helping anybody else. It's kind of like painting pictures that nobody likes and continuing to paint, expecting them to sell, but you never do the research and watch the look on people's faces when they see the painting to get a feel for their reaction and say, like, why aren't they buying it? If you want to create something for yourself, go have a a hobby. But if you want to create other things that other people want, you can have a business. So again, is what you're creating, all of this content, anywhere, long form, short form, social, like emails, everything, is it helping to meet the needs of your ICA or is it hindering your service to them? If it's serving them well, is it hindering or supporting the rest of your tree? So that would look like creating social media content and your people like it, but you're exhausted and you're not showing up well in your life or business anymore because you're trying to do it daily on four different platforms. So sure, your audience might like it, but in the long run, they're not going to like it because it's going to burn you out and you're going to you're going to disappear off the face of the platform. So it's hindering the most important part of the tree, which is you, the life giver. This is an example of pruning good fruit for the sustainability and overall fruitfulness of the tree. Number five, your offers. Offers of any kind need to be evaluated for pruning too. So that includes your one-to-one offers, courses, programs, products, everything. And I'm going to add your coaching methods and tools, the way you actually show up in a session, what, how you offer your client a coaching session and how you offer them results. All of these things need to be evaluated from time to time because it's normal for what you offer to have a life cycle. Most of the things you do serve your clients over the years 
to serve your clients over the years are going to evolve. That's healthy. It's normal. But not recognizing the stage of an offer and where it's at in its life cycle is going to work against you. So to evaluate, ask yourself, is this offer meeting the greatest needs of my ICA? If not, I'm going to transition away from it and create a new offer that fits them better. If it does, is it hindering the rest of my business in any way? If not, amazing. I'm just going to see if it needs to be crafted a little further for better better results. Like I'm just going to tweak it and refine it here and there. If so, then I will evaluate how it's hindering my biz and take actions to remove it and replace it. Got to go. Number six is your relationships. This is another area you need to seasonally prune. Both personally and professionally, relationships also have life cycles. You know the friend you had when your kids were little might not be the right friend for when your teen- kids are teenagers or you you know they move out. So it's the same thing with business relationships because you have to know when the direction others are going isn't the right one for you. You need to if you need to do this, I highly recommend reading the book Necessary Endings that I've been talking about simply because Dr. Cloud actually teaches you how to go about it. So I'm going to leave all that expertise to him. But I will tell you, if you go down the road of taking courses, getting into masterminds, etc., you follow different um, different people in business or different coaches, you're going to get into a place where you start meeting people and you think, oh, this is awesome. We're all like-minded. And then maybe six months from then, you are like, I don't want to go where those people are going because you have your own path. That has to be okay with you. You don't have to be mean. <laughs> you don't have to tell them you're cutting them out of your life. <laughs> you just need to say, um, I am, I'm going this way. Bless you guys. And go the way that you need to go. You don't have to shout out to the world that you refuse to go the way they're going. But again, that's why I say read the book and learn how to create the, the endings in really kind ways, but do it with boundaries. And the last thing that I want you to consider consistently pruning is your paradigm. So what thoughts and beliefs are you holding on to that are harming or hindering you? Really, really assess them. Walk them through the pearl practice even. Ask yourself if the story you're living in is holding you back from growth and joy and fruitfulness. When you find a thought or a belief that is supporting and helping you, then find more ways to put it in front of you more more readily. Like Find ways to think on it more. Write it out. Give it precedence in your day. Go meditate on the truth. That's I think of it like um, if I'm thinking and believing that I am called incapable of doing something that I don't feel confident about, then that's something that's going to support me in going forward and doing scary things because I need to, right? As opposed to a paradigm thing that I need to prune something along the lines of uh, who am I to be teaching this? Who am I to be coaching someone else in something I'm not perfect at yet? Okay, prune that stuff off. You don't want that. That's a weed. You don't want that anymore. (laughs) So there you go, friends. Um, This is a guide to kind of pruning away what you don't need in in order to help you grow what you do. And coming up as we wrap up the gardening series, 
We're going to be talking about evaluating your online business and coaching practice, uh, resting and restoring, multiplying this good fruit you've been growing, and then wrapping it up with a refresher of one tree focus. Okay. Hope you guys have a great day and I hope to see you in the free call to coach webinar, September 6th at 1 PM Eastern. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.